Welcome back to the Little Brothers Podcast. My name is Max. And I'm Luke. And today we are going to be discussing a character within the book 1984 by George Orwell. And so first, um, I think we're going to be talking about the function function of uh, contrasting characters within the book. So two very different characters and how that applies to like the plot and uh, maybe what's going on within part three specifically. So, uh, in part three, there's a very large contrast between the, between two characters. These characters are Winston and, uh, and O'Brien. Uh, what, they're shown to be similar in the beginning of the book when they when we first thought O'Brien was like a rebel and all that. But uh, th- part three, we're shown that he's not even close to being a rebel. Quite lame, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Winston in part three doesn't know what doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know what to think, what to believe. His whole beliefs have just been scrambled by all the torture and suffering he's endured mm-hmm. from O'Brien. But O'Brien's completely different. He's completely set in his ways. He knows what he's supposed to do. He's completely devoted to the party. And uh, he's just just completely, completely dead set on his ways. And... Uh, he knows that there. O'Brien knows that there's no resisting the party. He knows what uh, Winston doesn't know. He knows that at the end of the day, there's nothing you can do against the party. The party's invincible. Mm-hmm. O'Brien is bi- large, bigger than life, and remains so throughout the no- novel. While Winston is characterized as an individual and a small man in a large society, Winston was first blindly following the party. And then he started his affair with Julia, and then he was, then he actually started wanting to be a real rebel, mm-hmm. and then he was caught and tortured, and he acted like he had the spine of a jellyfish. Uh, this torture, however, cha- could change Winston into being like O'Brien. O'Brien is unchangeable and unmindlessly cruel. I believe this is because he was tortured and brainwashed like Winston. O'Brien knows how to torture Winston because he himself was tortured. Brian serves an example of what Winston might become, an absolute slave to the party. Yeah, and that's something else we'll get into here in a sec. But um, next we're going to talk about um, the function of a character who changed and um, what that might have done within the bigger picture of 1984, specifically Part 3. And so um, one big change we see, there's not many characters in Part 3, but uh, the two main characters we see both have big metamorphoses and so winston uh goes from this uh like zombie like slave and then he's like this kind of nymphomaniac with julia and then uh crazy uh, man crazy man (laughs) and then he's a a a rebel of sorts and then he's this sad little sheep and just a cog in the system of, (laughs) of 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 uh oceania and then um this big change to the to the sheep at the end um, shows that the party is all powerful. It really puts it into perspective um, that there's like how big they are and how powerful they are and like what they can do to like rebel like rebels, and um, like rebels have n- stand no chance against the party. And um, Winston, the reader, might have thought that um, they had a chance and that Winston was going to be able to do something um, up until Winston gets caught and O'Brien. Um, and everyone else at the Ministry of Love tortures him. And Orwell uses Winston to demonstrate that the the passive rebellion merely makes the rebel part of the system he wants to subvert. 
and uh, thus dooms him to serve it in one way or another. And rebellion and oppression are just two sides of the same coin. Um, Winston is doomed to betray the party and to be exposed, arrested, tortured, and broken. And his fate is inescapable because he relies on the mechanisms provided to him instead of forging his own path. So the second person who had a really big change was O'Brien. O'Brien goes from this, like, really kind of like a stud of a character, like Winston's savior, and he's his ally. He's supposed to lead him to the rebellion and all this. But uh, O'Brien actually becomes Winston's worst enemy. O'Brien is a complete slave to the party. He's completely loyal to it and not even close to being a rebel. He tortures Winston and because... Winston is the opposite of him. Winston, he's making Winston know that there's nothing you can do against the party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that that kind of facilitates Winston's change too, because then when Winston is like mentally destroyed and his any thought of rebellion by the end of the book is basically dead. Um, so the third key point we're going to talk about is describing specific textual details and what they reveal about a character and that character's perspective and the character's motives so we first want to talk about o'brien so o'brien convinces winston early on that he's superior to him we have a quote from the book that goes there was no idea they had ever had or could have that brian had not long ago known examined and rejected his mind contained winston's mind wow that's some deep stuff that is deep O'Brien sounds like he's better than Winston in every way possible, which is a big development from the reserve average O'Brien that we see in the first two parts. So in the first two parts, Winston thought he was just like Brian, that they're both on the same kind of wavelength, that the party's bad and they should rebel. Mm -hmm. And like when he sees him at the – when we first meet O'Brien in like the very beginning at the uh, two minutes hate – he seems like just like Winston is like they both just exchange that quick little glance and he probably he's like Winston straight up says like he's probably thinking the same things he is and so we kind of just from the very beginning we relate O'Brien to Winston and they have those kind of similarities but th- this is this is really far from the truth exactly. actually yeah. O'Brien's just this kind of almost like a gargoyle no he's just steadfast stone faced and his loyalty to the party and yeah. he's just He's better than Winston because of this steadfast faith in the party. Yeah. Um, and so we also see that O'Brien, like we, um, O'Brien, like his motives and like what drives his character. Um, we also see that in part three and in the quote, um, well, quoting O'Brien specifically when he's um, interrogating Winston, he says, the object of persecution is persecution. The object of torture is torture. And the object of power is power. Now do you begin to understand me? Uh, which is really kind of intimidating. But um, it reveals that O'Brien's like main reason for doing what he is doing to Winston. Uh, it, it, I mean, it doesn't reveal much at all, to be quite frank. But um, it seems that he's a, like a pure product of the party. And like he's going to do exactly what the party tells him to do. Um, he reflects everything the party stands for. But also what I was talking about earlier with a possible, like, uh, different path that maybe Orwell intended was that O'Brien doesn't even know what he's doing. Um, and he's, the, like, the answer he gave about torture's torture, uh, power's power, like, it, it's very cryptic. And I, I believe it could just possibly be, like, a facade 
for some confusion that O'Brien has himself about the party and, like, what the party's making him do. So maybe O'Brien's character isn't quite as powerful as he seems. He's that, just... That's a, real, that's a really good point, actually. Brian, O'Brien doesn't know what his purpose is, so he's just doing whatever he's told. The party's telling him that these people are bad, so he's going to torture them because he doesn't know any better. Yeah, that could be. Hmm. Never know. So, in conclusion, uh, we're gonna the function of the contrasting characters of Winston and O'Brien was to show what Winston could become. At he could become the same as O'Brien's obedient slave. Um, and then the the sort of cha- the changes we see in O'Brien um, kind of are, are simply from that revolutionary, that powerful, um, steadfast revolutionary to this like. Um, conforming um obedient party member that'll do whatever for um the party and then we see winston changes from that aspiring revolutionary who has all these hopes and dreams of what like oceana could be um to this defeated and just broken down sad excuse of a man um (laughs) because of o'brien sadly so uh some textual details in the book really v- reveal a lot about characters and uh, one of these characters is O'Brien and O'Brien early on convinces Winston that he's better than him he he just completely destroys Winston and shows how much better he is mm-hmm. than him yeah and O'Brien um part 3 is mostly O'Brien like dialogue from O'Brien like just talking to Winston Winston responds here and there but the the majority of the dialogue is from O'Brien it really helps us to get a grasp of who O'Brien is because he doesn't have a lot of dialogue beforehand, um, mostly just in the latter part of part two. So um, that played a big part in part three and in the development of O'Brien's character. So yeah, that was part. That was the characters in part three of the uh, of nineteen eighty four. That's pretty much it for this week's episode of the Little Brothers. Uh, thank you for listening once again. I am Max. I am Luke. And we'll see you guys next time. I feel almost as sad as Winston. I can't imagine. Stupid spinal fluid. Stupid.